super weird day. Take a look at the, you know, just the hours kind of rolled through fast here in a time lapse of this low level cloud and ground fog moving back from Long Island into the city. And now we still have some moisture hanging in the air. A little sunshine's trying to get through. We may have to collapse our high temperature today. And this is just a weird weather pattern because we're going to be mild today and tomorrow. And then we've got a huge change to colder temperatures. We're going to drop maybe 20 degrees in just a few hours with the front mm. coming through the end of the week. Uh, so much to talk about. So stay right here because we will. Yeah, that, that image, that time lapse. <laughs> We needed that time lapse so people really could get their head around. Yeah, yeah it was wild to see, what was right? going on. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining us here at Eyewitness News Mornings at 10. Um, we do have a lot to get to today. Um, other news that we are following this morning, the latest reactions to congestion pricing, plus the new strategy to keep train conductors safe, the new installation that you are going to want to see. Um, it's happening at a few stations. Then it is a simple change that could save the U.S. $80 billion potentially in healthcare <clears throat> cost, and it involves youth's sports. So Dr. Sutton will be here to break down what this new study revealed, plus this. And when I say Wu-Tang, you say forever. Forever. Forever, ever. Yes, Wu-Tang forever, Sam. Staten Island natives stormed the stage in Las Vegas, and they made history. We were there for every moment. I sat down with the group to talk about what it all means to them. It was such a surreal assignment. I was so grateful to the guys for allowing that kind of access. So I can't wait for you guys to see that, but we do. I can't wait to see it. Oh, we will, but I can't wait to see that. Aww. It looked like yeah. so much fun yeah. of an interview. And the access, I mean, to be able to be yeah. there yeah. for this, it's a historic thing. Yeah. That's really cool, They're looking legends, forward to it. So. Yeah, I think yeah. that's deep teasable, so stick around for that. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the weirdness of the morning and really the next couple of days. So this is the way it looks outside right now, and you can see that low-level moisture still hanging in the air. It's warm and it's moist across the area right now, but we're going to try to get some sunshine through and try to get these numbers up. The real problem is we have about 58 degrees forecasted for high temperature, but how much uh, does this mid-level cloudiness and low-level moisture keep us from getting to that number? That's the big question over the next couple of hours. And when can we clear this out of the way? We're 45 in Staten Island, 50 in Gravesend, 38 in Yankee Stadium. Look at the difference in the five boroughs. Look at the difference in our area temperature-wise. So we're really having a hard time I'm getting a sunshine through the clouds and through some fog. Look where the fog is right now. Northeast New Jersey, parts of the Hudson Valley, Connecticut coast right there. Look at Bridgeport, where you can't even see the end of the car. And look at Islip is cleared out perfectly. You can see 10 miles ahead of you. So the real clouds and the rain are back off to our west right now. So once we get through this weirdness with this little bit of moisture and fog around the area, and that burns off in the next hour or so for most of us, by 3 p.m., we're going to be around 58 degrees, near 60 degrees counting on that sunshine to get through the cloud deck. Then we're going to bring a lot of clouds in. We're going to bring some scattered showers in on the overnight. I want to time in a little bit this first round of rain just so you can see how we go today into this first line of showers that happens around 9 o'clock tonight. And then off and on showers during the day tomorrow. A big, strong, gusty wind comes okay. in with a front, and we start to talk about big changes after that. Ooh.
Okay, look forward to it coming up as we continue in this hour. But let's begin top stories with breaking news out of Queens, where dozens of people were found living in a single home during a city building inspection. This was last night. Authorities say these people are believed to be migrants. The FDNY inspector says that they were found in the basement and other parts of the house on Liberty Avenue in Richmond Hill. Those people who were found were relocated to a migrant shelter in the Bronx. City officials now investigating and summonses may be issued to the homeowner. New video just in of an incident involving a cyclist and a car in Brooklyn. It happened just before 8 this morning in Williamsburg. The cyclist was struck on the corner of Broadway and Lorimer and Street, and um, they got trapped underneath that car. Officials say he was taken to an area hospital. His condition is not yet known. The driver of the car did stay at the scene. Closing arguments are set for today in the Michelle Traconis trial. Investigators accusing Traconis of tampering with evidence and hindering prosecution following the death of Jennifer Dulos. Dulos vanished in 2019 and has been legally declared dead. Prosecutors accusing Traconis of working with the victim's estranged husband by acting as an alibi in order to cover up her disappearance. Traconis did not testify in the trial. A killer is on the run in Brooklyn after shooting um, a bodega worker, and we're told this all started over a cigar. Eyewitness News reporter Phil Tate, live in Crown Heights, following the details for us. Phil? Yeah, a community in mourning as Nassim Barry was shot and killed at this Franklin Avenue deli just right behind me. Community members who I spoke with tell me that the 37-year-old, he was beloved. Well, today they are honoring his life and legacy. Take a look right now at more than a two dozen candles that are lit bright. I'm just sad. I used to see him in the store like every day. He was just always really nice. Always nice, always complimenting me, always helping with the bags, helping with the stuff in the store. He's just going to be missed. He was super calm, super sweet. I'm sorry this happened to him. He's a quiet dude. He never bothered nobody. He never had no beef, no problem. He was always just working. He just dying, and it's only, and, and it's only us, with people that look like me and him, me and you. We the only ones losing. Powerful reaction. Candles now burn bright as the Brooklyn Deli opened just a short time ago. Neighbors, I spoke with shocked to hear of this tragedy that happened right on their doorstep here on Franklin Avenue in Lincoln Place. Well, friends of Nassim Barry leaving candles, just footsteps from where bullets flew yesterday evening. Now, the deli worker's mother, who spoke out, says before gunfire erupted, there was some form of a dispute after the suspect asked her son to buy him a black and mild cigar. When the victim told him no, the suspect left and returned with a gun. Well, police say upon their arrival, the victim was found with a gunshot wound to the head and died at a local hospital. Well, take a listen as the victim's mom describes her late son. That's nice. Beautiful person. Beautiful person. I knew it was senseless. I knew it was. I knew that it had to be over something stupid because I know his heart. Mm. And right now, that shooter that pulled the trigger is still on the loose, and the Bodegas Workers Association is offering a $10,000 reward with any information that it could help police make an arrest. That's the very latest in Crown Heights. I'm Phil Tate, Channel 7 Eyewitness News. Phil, thank you. Now to the crisis in the Middle East. And speaking to reporters in Manhattan yesterday, President Biden says he hopes a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas will be approved and potentially could take effect by early next week. My national security advisor tells me that we're close. We're close. It's not done yet. 
And my hope is by next Monday, we'll have a ceasefire. The president grabbed some ice cream at 30 Rock when he taped a talk show appearance yesterday. Discussions underway for a six-week pause in the fighting that would allow for the release of hostages in Gaza in exchange for freeing hundreds of Palestinian prisoners. Today, New York City Council will question NYCHA executives following dozens of arrests in a bribery case earlier this month. 70 current and former NYCHA employees were charged with taking bribes, some for a decade or more. Federal prosecutors say they took money from contractors who were then awarded contracts for work in nearly 100 NYCHA complexes across the five boroughs. All right, guys, let's talk transit because there's something new with this congestion pricing. Mm -hmm. It feels like daily, if not, you know, weekly. And yes. now it's facing another challenge in the courts. So in less than a half an hour, New York small business owners are gathering on the steps of City Hall. And today it's going to be a rally against the $15 or so tax. Dozens of these people, a part of the group, expanding a class action lawsuit that is demanding a halt on the project until a full environmental impact study is undertaken. Congestion pricing, Projected to generate $1 billion annually for the MTA, but right now it's hung up with all these lawsuits. Right, and as MTA officials have been telling us, delays to implementing this is going to have a ripple effect. What do they mean by that? Well, without this revenue from congestion pricing, the MTA says these are the following things that they were not going to be able to fund. Signal modernizations, new subway cars, the purchase of more than 250 new electric buses, and perhaps most importantly, <clears throat> nearly 20,000 jobs. Now, the MTA did just announce a plan to let people with a qualified disability register for a special license plate to exempt them from the extra tolls. Yeah, so they're setting up the case for the story that we really need this congestion pricing if we're going to improve the system. Now, despite all this, the MTA says they do have some modifications and some plans to make things better, particularly for safety. Take this new pilot program. It's now underway at the 125th Street subway station in East Harlem. There are four-foot rubber stanchions. Now, you've seen these if you've been driving on interstates or highways. They're kind of keep you from going across lanes, right? So these have kind of been installed now to create a more visible no standing zone in front of a conductor's cab. The agency says what they're hoping here is that it deters attacks on train conductors because people might not be standing there if they put the stanchions in place. I don't know. I guess we'll see if that works. We wanted to do something to make it a little more bright, a little more evident for customers that, we, uh, that we'd like for them to stand clear of the area. But at the same time, providing access to a conductor if a person does have a question or, or, or a need. Yeah, so trying to figure yeah. that out. How can people get in there if they need to, but how do you keep people out of there? The MTA says this pilot program costs less than $3,500 to install those stanchions. So we'll see. That starting in August this year, the Albert Einstein College of Medicine will be tuition free. My parents are immigrants, um, so they worked so hard for so long to, you know, try and put me through college. And I think just for my family as a whole, it'll have such a big impact. Hi. My mom's been a physician yeah. for 30 years. She's still paying off her debt from medical <laughs> yeah. school. Like this is really, really like life changing. Yeah. That's the story you hear mm. over and over again. And that's the woman, 93-year-old Dr. Ruth Gottsman, a longtime professor at the college and widow <laughs> of a Wall Street financier um, mm. who made that $1 billion donation to the Albert Einstein College of Medicine in the Bronx, changing the game for those young lives. Um, and Dr. Sutton, like who better here to mm. get a take on 
just the reaction from that somebody who went to bed. Of how real that medical Incredible. debt is. And one step closer to getting making it more attainable to so many people. Uh, when I graduated NYU, they had a similar announcement. NYU is also uh, the only problem. I was graduating, so it didn't apply <laughs> well, to me. That's usually how it works. I wait every day for a call, maybe a refund. <laughs> right. But if you're out there and you're watching, I, I might, I'll give you my phone number for free. If anyone wants to give me a phone call and just I, rebate. I wish we had a surprise Fast. right now to say, Dr. Right. Dorian, actually. Right. But we do. We GMA don't. level. <laughs> hey, sorry. Hey, while you're here, we got to talk about yes. this new study. This new modeling study yes. is yes. what I think it's called, and it's youth sports. It's from the American Journal of Preventive Medicine. It says increasing youth sports participation in yeah. sports uh, could save the U.S. $80 billion in health costs. Now, it seems pretty obvious that if you're active as a kid, that's going to be better for you in general, just to keep your, your overall, health. Down, overall right. health and all of that. What stands out to you in this particular study, though? Well, I think number one is the, the monumental investment that it would require from just not only from our standpoint from health providers, but also from parents to get their children involved. When you look at the numbers from 2020, 2021, obviously during the pandemic, we saw a stark decrease mm -hmm. in the amount of children participating. It's near 40, 50, excuse me, 50%. The goal is to increase that just by 10, 12%. Now that might not seem like a lot, but that's significant if you can imagine. But it's about reminding parents about the benefits of participating in sports, not only from self-esteem, social activity and social play, teamwork, helping with decision making, and also I think just promoting healthy lifestyles. Studies show that when children participate at younger er ages earlier, they're more likely to understand what their performance has to do with what they're eating, how they're sleeping. Mm -hmm. So I think that is a great benefit to, to children and also just growing up and becoming healthier beings. Clearly there's, there's certain sports that you're talking about. Yes. Because you know, gaming is also. Gaming is a sport. Oh, there you go. So there you like, go. Hey, that's, I'm into that. It's a sport, mom and dad. No, we're still <laughs> talking about the ones that are getting you outside, yes. getting you active. Yes. And then, you know, some children might not want to participate. And I think that that's okay. You, don't, you shouldn't force your children into a sport. But I got to say, too, you know, as parents up here paying for some of these sports, yeah. it is tremendously expensive now to get these kids in a lot of these yeah. programs. What do you do if you if you can't swing that? Yeah. You know, I think looking for recreational clubs and activities. Number one, if your child doesn't want to be in a sport, you shouldn't force them. Let them pick. And there are other activities that involve team play and group work, you know, whether whether it be debate club or whether it be mm -hmm. just physical activities outside. Gardening. These are goals that you want to get your children outside, mm -hmm. away from their computers, away from their tablets. Look for community programs that provide free programs that you can participate. Yeah. Also being actively partici actively participating with your children. I know when I was on the swim team as a kid, I would always look up and see my dad cheering like we were at a football game. Nice. And it was oh. the most motivation ever. Oh. So I think being present, always or at least trying your best to attend. I know that's difficult, especially, you know. But they they managed to pull it off. <laughs> I don't know how you managed to pull it off. But, but I do want to get back into the public school of it all. And yes. I, I do want to have parents, encourage parents to get involved in their local school boards because being the guy who sat here in school in the 60s when it was a mandatory part of schooling mm. to where we are now where it's the first thing cut in budgets. Yep. We now know it's important to their health. We need to be involved with it in public schools. And so if you're at home, get involved in your local school board and try to protect that funding so all kids can have it. It's a good point. I was just with Chancellor Banks yesterday at a school in Harlem, PS175. Shout out to you. <laughs> um, they have a beautiful new basketball court. Mm. And 
and you know, just really encouraging those kids to, like you just said, yep. get on that hardwood. And participate, and again, be active with them. Mm -hmm. And also just find out, maybe take them to the professional activity. You know, the, the Summer Olympics are coming up, and yep. so that's a great opportunity to follow sports that you may not typically see on television. See the pre-qualifying rounds, join in, the, in that activity, uh, figure out schedules. And I think it's a great activity or great opportunity to get involved with your child. No, great tips. I love that. As always, good hanging out. Always the Dr. <laughs> Darian coming always. in. Uh, coming up, we're going to have an update on the top headlines we are following this morning, including the search for the driver who left the scene of a deadly crash involving an MTA bus. We're going to have a live report from the scene coming up. The FDNY's new push to raise awareness about the dangers of lithium-ion batteries just released this morning. And Charlene, tell us about this big deal in Vegas. Oh, what happens in Vegas? <laughs> You're about to actually see. What happened in Vegas will be seen in just a moment. <laughs> this moment in history with Wu-Tang Clan, an awesome opportunity. That's great. Mm. Okay, congestion pricing. We've kind of gotten used to it with ride sharing, right? If more people want something at the same time you want it, you're gonna end up paying more yes. for it. Yeah. But if you want a Wendy's burger and it's a lunch rush, Will you have to pay more for it? Well, the company recently unveiled its plan to invest in digital menu boards at all of its restaurants. Now, new boards, the company says, will also, get this, allow them to roll out dynamic pricing, a strategy for its menus, which may mean that in rushes, you pay more, and when the restaurant isn't busy, you pay less. Maybe. It's, it kind of sounds cool when you say it, right? Dynamic <laughs> pricing. Just means you're gonna it does not sound cool to me. You know, Uber did this when you have a bad weather day or something like yeah. that. Then they raise right. the price and then you end up paying more. Now, officials with Wendy's, they're saying that the pricing will be AI generated and will include some suggestive selling on several factors like the weather. So if you maybe have one of those lunch rush situations or even the weather, that could cause you to pay more. So. Hmm. Here's Wendy's perspective, because I know you want to hear from them. Right, I do. They say that the pricing plan will help the company stay competitive right. and flexible with prices. Wendy's reportedly plans to spend $20 million to push out this new strategy. If the plan scares you, it scares many. Don't worry, they don't expect to roll it out until 2025, so they're going to take their time here. Yeah. Um, there's plenty of time to, you know... Think about, you know, that Baconator, yeah. you can grab yeah, one. Just in case. You yeah. Know, well, Tony, Tony yeah. Yates. I know the Baconator and cheese. T Tony Yates is following all the Baconator news <laughs> today, and she's going to have more okay. on this. You know, it's interesting because McDonald's raised their prices 10% for the year 2023, and at first yes. they were boasting that it didn't really affect their bottom line. We learned just a couple of weeks ago that it is turning customers off, clearly, when we had that story a few months ago about a Big Mac in, I think it was Connecticut, at a rest stop McDonald's. At rest stop, 20 bucks? Yes. About. So you're going to see customers mm. push back. But then some of the thought from the Wendy's point of view is people don't even really remember what they do pay for some of this food. Ah. Hey, guys. Hi. I mean, Las Vegas really has it all now. They have uh, sports teams. They have football. They're getting baseball. They had the Super Bowl. They had F1, my F1 here. And now the cherry on top of it all. Live with Kelly and Mark. This was a lot of fun. Did you see this this morning? This was so cool. Kelly and Mark hitting it big at the Fountain Blue in Las Vegas this week. And Look today the they kicked off their, their shows from this brand new resort, which one of us has been able to experience firsthand. I got to see that. 
Blue uh, Life Theater in person. Yeah, and you're going to want to tune in all week long as they showcase why Las Vegas is called the entertainment capital of the world. You can watch them every day this week right here at 9 a.m. But they're not the only ones, as, as Shirlene just told us, who got to enjoy Vegas and bring a little slice back for all of us. I yeah. mean, Vegas is really having a moment, you guys. Yeah. Seriously, and especially for Wu-Tang. We're calling it a huge triumph, a nod to one of their songs. From the streets of Staten Island to the bright lights of Las Vegas, Wu-Tang Clan made history this month, hitting the stage at the theater at the Virgin Hotels. <laughs> the group gave Eyewitness News unprecedented access during their rehearsal, during the actual show, inviting me along to witness the whole thing. Cool. Take a look. A performance unlike anything they've done before. Wu-Tang Wu giving Sin City their brand of gritty, unfiltered rhymes fit for a historic music residency. You're so proud to be here as the first hip-hop residency. Love to see you guys take this seriously. Yeah, I mean, it's a serious force. You know, you think about what Wu-Tang means to hip-hop. And the footprints we're trying to leave for the next generation and even for our current generation. Hip -hop! Hip -hop! We're just trying to let them know that even though hip hop is 50 years old, it's just the base of that mountain. I think we're taking this a little bit more serious. You know, not that we don't take what we do serious, but this is, you know, truly special to us, and, you know, we're not playing with it. The Woo letting us behind the scenes as they sharpen their lyrical swords before the big performance and sitting down with us to talk about the big moment. We've been around for like 30-something years, and it just seemed like it just... Was the next this, step? Yeah, this goes with it, besides getting a star on the floor. 30 years after their first album, 36 Chambers, the legends weigh in on why their music is still so relevant. Why is it that you think that Wu-Tang crosses all these generations? Like, why are y'all still relevant today? When people see Wu-Tang, they see themselves, and they see it in their children. Like, to be a rapper is one thing. To have a record out is another thing. But then to be Wu-Tang Clan, part of this machine. Because we do get love outside of the clan, you know, as individuals. But when we're together, so much more. <laughs> and proving that above all, they are a family. I'm assuming who you're related to. The ODB, the one and only, you know what I'm saying? The show still moves to us. There's no other way that I could have came this far without my brothers, man. Ultimately, the Wu hopes to leave a legacy that allows others to follow in their footsteps. What's next for Wu-Tang? Like, what um, are you hoping for? He's going in a direction where we, you know, we, we, we came from a crazy environment to this is a blessing in itself. I hope it is, but not just for us, for a lot more hip-hop acts to come through the door. That's why we want to set a standard, make everything run smoothly, because once they let it, one in the door, there'll be more of us behind it. A lot of people write tight of the albums and some people say this some people say that we said Wu-Tang forever and that's something that we strive to live by to make sure that our art our legacy the energy that we bring to hip-hop culture and to music culture we take it seriously we want it to last beyond our years and if that made you want to book your tickets to their next show, you get a chance to do that one more time. Well, several more times, but 
in the immediacy. It's March 22nd and 23rd. That is the ne the soonest next performance, and that's during March Madness, yeah. big weekend. So you've spent quite a bit of time with this group, which is pretty remarkable to, to see the access that, that you got and become friendly with these people. Yeah. What strikes you the most about their sustainability, their staying power through all these years? They stay humble. When I told them that they made history first hip-hop group to do this, they were like, oh, we did? We didn't even realize that. Wow. Like, we haven't wrapped our head around mm. it. And so they have stayed true to who they are. I mean, they were part of an era for me. They yeah. changed culture, fashion, lingo, and just the way that they narrated their wild lives, as you, God, said, in such a way. They transcend the us. genre. And, and I, I want to ask you about, I've got an idea. They should do the sphere, by the way. That mm. their music and the the visuals, yeah. the spheres in Vegas. So if you're looking for another act the for the sphere, is amazing. they'd be amazing for that. But what was it like? Because it is a moment for you. You grew up. What was it like sitting beside them talking about what they do? It was so surreal. I, it was like a pinch me moment. I couldn't even believe it was happening. And but once you hang out with these guys, they make you feel this sense of calm because they are so calm and happy and content with where they're going. It's just an, it's just an incredible thing That's to awesome. reach that peak. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And by the way, they watch Eyewitness News, which is pretty cool, I know, right? I know, like, so like, I'm kind of getting a little red because I know that they're watching. They said that they texted me and told me that they will be watching right now. So, um, well, it, it looks incredible. I hope you guys liked it. I hope we did it justice. Yeah.